Hello and welcome to the F This Movie Scary Movie Month commentary track for M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. My name is Patrick Romley, joined as always for our annual Scary Movie Month commentary by Adam Risky. 20th Century Studios, what's up? JB. Beware the wind. And Jan. Spoiler alert for The Happening, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mike in absentia. He is sick, so he cannot be joining us this year, but we miss you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Feel better soon, Mike. Yep, Mike. We're also joined by the dog, Lou Malmuddy, <laughs> who probably will not say much on this commentary. Because he's a sweepy boy. <laughs> Look at that face. Because he's given us the silent treatment. It's, it's <laughs> like spyglass entertainment. I'm seeking out whatever entertainment can be found in this film, and there isn't much. Best spyglass entertainment movie, House Guest. My vote is House Guest. <laughs> Like most of its original audience, Lou Malnati the dog will sleep through most of the happening. From the studio that brought you Avatar and UTV Motion Pictures, <laughs> which isn't a thing. This is foreshadowing, by the way. During the opening credits, they're going to show us the monster. But we don't know it's the monster yet. I'm, I'm too busy being blinded by the edge. As you can see, this is still when the cord hasn't been severed of the bond between filmmaker and audience yet. <laughs> but it will be soon. Look at me. I can see my When it shook me, took me out of my She and him, Zoe Deschanel. It's just... Spawn! It's the movie John Leguizamo's in that you forgot about because he doesn't overact in this one. Carrie! And Carrie's favorite teacher. Memories! <laughs> the last Boy Scout's Frank Collison. He's the hot Dis- dog guy, right? Disney the Kids, Spencer Breslin. Mm-hmm. And Abigail's brother. She has the lion's share I liked of the working with her so much family. in signs, I wanted to shoot her brother. <laughs> <laughs> the captions right now just say wind howling. So, I wish we were in a different movie. JB and Jan. This is like the Weather Channel's screensavers. <laughs> um, I think there's flying toasters behind those clouds. <laughs> the thing uh, about Conrad. Every film in the nude. <laughs> the thing about Conrad Buff, not that strong. <laughs> I've been on a Shyamalan kick ever since seeing uh, Old. Imagine the films year. Tak Fujimoto could have filmed in the time it took him to make this. Who's Vela? Screw Vela. <laughs> I don't care. No one gives a fuck for Vela. <laughs> <laughs> what the original name was when they came over on the boat. <laughs> they changed it to something more American sounding. Yeah. Oh, night. Mm-hmm. Let's see the night moves. So far, so good. This is Lou Malnati's favorite part. <laughs> no! Yes. This got him real excited last night, but we have the sound off, so... <laughs> so, M. Night Shyamalan is uh, uh, sweating. He's perspiring over his typewriter, and he thinks to himself... What's the scariest thing I can imagine today? Well, it's people just stopping. They're walking, but then they stop. They stop walking. They're standing there. And then one of them walks backwards. Wouldn't that be scary? I don't get like, okay, so this is 8.33 in the morning. Who says to their friend, hey, you want to sit on a bench in the park and read some books at 8.33 in the morning? Also, all of those timestamps 
are so nutty and specific. Yeah. It's like, is there a reason it's 8.38 and not 8.30? Yeah. This actress was on House of Cards. Cabin in the Woods, too. And Cabin in the Woods. And then the other actress is Alison Folland, who was so great and interesting in a movie, a 90s indie called All Over Me, and she was in To Die For. She was like the stoner girl in To Die For. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's almost unrecognizable here with a pair of knitting needles in her neck, but I guess they're not knitting needles. They're, what do you call those when they're in your hair? Hair needles. Hair needles. That's a thing. I knew I recognized Turquoise Necklace from some place. For just a second, I thought that was Anna Paglin. Sure. I could see that. What I'm looking for, and it's like the Scream blood, Four opening. Yeah. What I'm looking for, post True Blood, is a cameo where I stick knitting needles <laughs> in my neck. Spoiler alert! And then I'm not in the movie anymore. Yeah. One me. day of work, good craft service. R.I.P. Allison Fallen. Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> um, I heard that actress who was on House of Cards and Cabin in the Woods refuses to talk about this movie because she was so upset with how it turned out. Which, to which I say, grow up. Yeah, she didn't have that much to do with it. Yeah, so. I don't know. No, I mean... This, I think, is maybe, like, good filmmaking. Until... <laughs> un- I'm with you. Okay. Until this guy right here yeah. does his delivery about, oh. like, yeah. God in heaven or whatever it is he says. He was on Dennis Leary's uh, show, Rescue Me. I Why saw every episode of Rescue Me. I, I watched it until the kid got hit on the bike, and then I'm like, no, this show's taking a You saw the turn. first season. <laughs> was it just the first season? Yeah, I think so. I thought that was like the second season. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> uh, I was hate-watching it by the end. Erica and I were not, because they just started killing characters off for the purpose of drama. Yeah. But yeah, the shot of all the construction workers falling is a good shot. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, that is a really good shot. For those of you who don't have the closed captioning on, the closed captioning, uh, the closed captioning, <laughs> captioning. Just, just informed us that it it made a thud. That, that's the way they chose to caption Screams mm-hmm. and thuds. Cue the weather girls. It's raining up. It's raining That's a good shot. Mm-hmm. That is a good shot. But I would... Until I would, he says God in heaven and then it becomes heaven. comic. And oh, speaking of comic, here's our boy. I don't know if you guys have heard about this article. Okay, I've got... All right, so... <laughs> Where do we the first start? thing I'll, I'll... I'll kick us off. All so... Right. I'm a teacher, bro. There's you can tell he's got a sweater vest on. If I'm giving this movie any credit about his character and Zoe Deschanel's character is so many movies are about people who are at least of average intelligence. And this is a movie where it's like, what if really dumb people were the leads in it? Like, really dumb. Like, sweetly dumb people, and we're going to follow them through this life-altering event. So, yeah. when I look at it through this lens, I'm just like, oh, he's just this dummy. And it's kind of like, your heart goes out to the dummy. So, at this school, the policy is, we hire teachers who are only a little bit smarter than the students. We found that's all we <laughs> yeah, need. that's all you need. When he's doing his Just science enough. speak and stuff, I swear he learned his lines phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> also, and I say this as a former teacher, this part where he makes fun of the kid because he's not always going to be cute just seems unnecessarily mean. I mean... 
I think he should make fun of him because that kid's obviously 24 years old. Dear Evan Hansen, where did the bees go? What is the story with the bees? They might look whack. But again, spoiler alert, this this Jake student, if that's his name, this uh, pretty boy, what he comes up with for the disappearance of the bees is almost word for word what we hear the experts say on TV at the right. end of the movie. Yeah. That right. can't be an accident. Yeah. Do you think his choice of vocal inflection that he does in this movie was something that M. Night Shyamalan directed him to do or no. was just something that he was like, well, I got to play a normal guy. How do normal guys who don't do an hour of cryo every morning and like have prayer time talk? And he's just like, I think he's just completely uncomfortable with all of it. Okay. I, I haven't seen, I, I, I haven't mm -hmm. seen as many Mark Wahlberg movies as you two, yeah. but it seems to me what Wahlberg is doing in this, and this makes no sense, the assistant principal comes in, turn off the lights, what the <laughs> fuck is that? What, you're you're pranking her? Yes. Or, yeah. Anyway, my point is that the voice, the, the, the voice that Wahlberg has chosen in this movie is the one that later gets made fun of on, on Saturday Night Live. That cadence, that, yeah. that nice. regular guy-ish, say hello right. to your mother. I need to ask Rob if this is how all PA teachers are. It is. Okay. Then I don't have to ask him. Okay, and this is certainly something that happens every day. Let's take all the teachers out of the classroom <laughs> and put them in the theater, and every classroom will be full of students who are on their own. Forget about forget about whatever it is that's killing people in this movie. How many students are killing each other right now? Because genius here... Uh, Cameron decided that everyone was going to get a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. See how I work yeah. that in? This is ridiculous. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. And <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, and at this point I think he still might be on that Spin City show. Alan, I spoke with the head Alan of the Ruck Alan Ruck has one scene in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get how everybody in the movie kind of knows what's going on so fast because like it takes place over the course of like 24 hours yeah. 28 hours but like everybody knows it's toxins and then they deduce that it's the plants very quickly and it's well it's right on the bulletin board Ed. well oh shoot the exposition <laughs> bulletin board there's the answer it's the it's the bulletin board you bought at the teacher store that's pictures of trees and string he still he misspelled attributed four times before <laughs> he got it right. Um, it's still treated like a reveal though at the end of the movie because M Night has trained himself that he needs a twist. Yeah. So the twist is like it is the wind, but you've been telling us it's the wind the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Like one literally of the, from the first moment of the movie. Right. One of the one of the things the film is suggesting, I think, to answer your question, Adam, is very early on. Everyone involved in this has the TV on a yeah. lot. Yeah. You get a lot of information, courtesy of 24-hour news channels. In this one, do they show real ones, or do they make up fake ones? I think fake they ones. Fake ones. Yeah. Okay. I, I much prefer when the movie makes up a fake one, because mm -hmm. that's... And when so... you have Jay Leno on the TV. You seen this? You heard about this? The wind is killing people. <laughs> Actually, Larry, Larry King, for sure, would be in it. There were he so said, many Let's movies... talk about the wind. <laughs> There were so many movies in the 80s and the 90s that used real 
journalists, there's air quotes around journalists, that a lot of places like CNN started having rules that you couldn't be in a movie because that compromised their integrity sure, as real sure. news people. When we come back from talking about the win, where's the best corned beef sandwich in New York City? And your calls. Uh, okay, so another thing with this movie when I was re-watching it recently... All right. Do so. I, I take it the people who are under the trance before they kill themselves can't feel anything anymore because like nobody's ever screaming when they're like, "I'm gonna lay in front of this lawnmower." Right. Oh wait, maybe it's a bad idea. So maybe it's ah. like, oh jeez, yeah. The close-ups are a problem. Speaking of being in a trance, I actually <laughs> like the close-ups, and that's all Tak Fujimoto. That's all stolen from Jonathan Demi. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't like Zoe Deschanel close-ups. Sure. Oh, and we all know what M. Girl? Night's cameo in this Joey's is, Joey's right? got the good... It's Jesse. He's Joey. He's got the good tiramisu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got that tiramisu for you. <laughs> Again, I think Zoe Dashnell's previous roles work against her in this because she's sort of typecast as one type of character. And I was thinking that maybe she agreed to do this film to branch out a little bit, to do something a little bit different, but it doesn't work. Um, I never believed that the up uh, there's WNN World News Network. I never believed that they're married. If you just watch this with the sound turned off, you can easily imagine that she's his daughter. Yeah, she does seem kind of strikingly younger than he is. What did Jean do when she saw the the virus? She, she ran. ran. She ran. She, <laughs> Zoe Deschanel is blinking for help this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I I didn't I haven't used it since high school. It's Morse code. Exactly. Let's see what she says. Oh, this is my favorite line of hers. It's so bad. <laughs> it's terrible. I think she's I think she's almost as bad as Wahlberg in this movie. Well, and it's a problem, especially with Wahlberg, because the people that see this movie then say Mark Wahlberg can't act, and that's not true. Yeah, he's he, just. He won an Oscar. Horribly he was, uh, miscast. Yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar for The Departed like the year before this. Yeah. And, and he's I would great argue in certain movies. Yeah. That his yeah, performance in Boogie Nights is amazing. really, it's really good. Amazing. It's amazing. Oh, there's that cell phone. But he's and, horribly miscast in this movie, as is she. And I've liked her in a lot of things, too. Sure. You're tearing but, but up she my suit when I'm with you. <laughs> she just seems. Yeah. She's a flibberted. She's a flibberted gibbet. Hmm? <laughs> you don't get further from Elf than the happening. I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm watching this the other Look, night. Lou. And oh. I realize oh. that Lou this location is Grand Central Terminal, and I have actually been there. And although they don't show it, there's a delightful restaurant off on the side in a balcony, and it's a wonderful place to have a meal. And like you said. Uki Washington I don't is like a scientific that. genius because this just happened a couple minutes ago. Yeah. And he's telling us what it is, what he's had time to isolate it and study it. She was at a shop across the town. <laughs> she was looking for I do not front. subscribe to the notion that M. Night made a bad movie on purpose. No, he's too earnest for that. I think he made a bad movie on accident, and that's why it's fun to goof on it. Could it be that on paper, before you actually go out and make it, or try to edit it, or try to see it with other human beings, that on paper, in his mind, this worked? 
Yes. I think he's got such so confidence in himself, yeah, that he just thinks, like, well, I came up with it. Of course it's going to be good. But this and is it, kind of the flailing period. Yeah. And in terms of this scene, we're supposed to believe that there's a whole bunch of people who want to get out of the city. Oh, and mm-hmm. yet there are and, others who are just standing yeah. at it. Right, so this, this does not, <laughs> really this does not show urgency, yeah. because then in, just a, in a second, Wahlberg's <laughs> going to say, well, we're not going to be able to sit together. What? What? You bought tickets, mm-hmm. and you get on the train together, and then... What if the train crashed and Wahlberg was the only one to survive without a scratch on him? <laughs> That would be a better movie. Hey, bro, I think I'm unbreakable. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm giving the movie any more credit than I did already where I said I like that it's about dumb people, I also like that he's so easily hurt because it's such like, for Mark Wahlberg, who's like, I'm the masculine four brothers guy all the time, it's kind of nice to see him be like sensitive man who wears his emotions on his sleeve. I think that's kind of interesting. Hi, Ann Alma. My father told me a lot of bad things about him. (laughs) He's just like, don't worry, baby, we'll get on the train and we can watch The Pest on my phone. I don't remember remember what podcast I was listening to, but they argued that Mark Wahlberg hates the character that he's playing and would beat him up. Oh, that was on Blank Check, because I just listened to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. And every time they showed the train, the last time I watched this was last night, I just kept thinking, thinking, what a better movie, Train to Busan, Sure. Oh, I wow. just kept thinking, well, look, Lou. Look, look what you could do look, with the same Luke. material. That dog does resemble Lou. How many titles do you think he went through before he came up with The Happening? Well, he had a, he had a title occurrence. before that. The Thing. Plants are dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, he, got a name. I think it was called like The Green Effect or something. Uh, and gives too much away. I, I will say yeah, the, right? the Green yeah. Effect is worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh! I like how like, that girl is smiling in the corner. <laughs> She's like about up, up. to break. Aw. When you I see it through, when you see it through Lou's eyes, this movie really is puppy crazy. Right now, yeah. I don't think this sequence works. I can tell that Spurt. he loved it as something that was storyboarded. Mm-hmm. But you guys said something when we first got here. Uh, that's right. We hang out. Get out of my house. And, yes. <laughs> why are you here? And why don't you have a pizza? <laughs> Who do you think you are? And what gives you the right? Um, you were talking about the original Japanese pulse and yes. that it's legitimately scary, terrifying. My contention has been, and I have not seen Pulse. I've only seen this movie. My contention has always been that something that makes you kill yourself isn't scary. Something that makes you kill other people is scary. But the way the director in the original Pulse portrays the suicides, it is so random and so jarring and just visually uncanny that it's, it's like something out of a dream. Okay. Yeah, also in that movie it's like... You recognize that this is happening in society and you're trying to like... Be like, oh god! I just hope it's not me at some points, and yeah, then I don't know. It's very internal character study ish, unlike the happening. <laughs> also, having never been on a train in Philadelphia, I was fascinated by these seats. 
it seems like where Zoe Dashanel is sitting, a there's a regular there's a regular seat for two. Apparently, and then they've like added a third seat that juts out on the side. It's very strange. For instance, there's a backrest to her seat. What is John Leguizamo sitting on? A stool? It's is that just no, the way the train seats are? He's too cool for stuff. Wait till they cut back to Zoe Dashnell. It's much more obvious that these are very odd. I don't think you've spent seats. enough time on trains. <laughs> I don't think I've on the whole, I don't think I've spent enough time in Philadelphia. This is another thing, like people on trains don't like just stand up and like chat with each other like this. Well they do when there's a happening. Mm. This this is another thing. It's it's more prominent, like in the diner scene later in the movie. (laughs) But it's like it's like, oh my god, look at this graphic violence on my phone, and they just like are showing it to everybody. It's like, uh, yeah, that's probably not how it would go. See what what is the story with that? I feel like you're getting hung up on the wrong things. Yeah, Yeah, because the film itself is so devoid. I have to entertain myself. By looking at that train seat and saying, why is it only on the one side? Was the train one way and then they added seats? Or what? The, what is the story? Does devoid mean pretty good? <laughs> you, you say that word and I just don't know what it means. That's what the title of the film should have been. The void. I mean, look at how her seat is different. Than... Yeah. That takes place in Chicago. It's a... It's if this movie took place train. in Chicago, are they on the crazy train? <laughs> my least wait. favorite nut. My They're son nuts. is also named Philbert. <laughs> the next stop is Philbert. <laughs> and again, now approaching. So Philbert. No one talks to the conductors except no. Wahlberg. No, no one has that idea. Because men in hats are scary. Yeah. Look at all those hats. Mm-hmm. It's right behind you, bro. Really, we're list- we're watching this with the sound off, and that's fifty percent of this movie's appeal yeah. is hearing the line deliveries. With whom? <laughs> oh, I give him great credit for yeah. using whom correctly. Yeah. Right, he's, he's that's but what makes him a teacher. He's an intellectual. But it sounds so weird coming out of Mark Wahlberg's mouth because you know he would go with who? With who? It's like what the fuck you talk about, Jack? <laughs> Oh, not Jack, line. Jerry. Oh, this line. <laughs> I like <laughs> I don't like to show my emotions either, Jack. She said revealing her soul to this <laughs> child. Yeah. Do yeah. you have a Joey, too? I just want John Leguizamo <laughs> to be like, don't listen to her, baby girl. She's the worst. <laughs> did you say, Did you share tiramisu with a classmate, mm-hmm. and then later you felt mm-hmm. bad about it and guilty? Is We're the same. Small and why go? What are you going to do next? Have a cannoli? Why go that far? Oh, here's the diners. Oh, the diners. <laughs> <laughs> I like how some people are just like, I'm still having my lunch. Right? I'm, yeah. This is not getting in the way of my <laughs> moons over my hammy. Yeah, they're just like, I was here for lunch, then all this started. <laughs> this is a global emergency. Yeah. God, am I hungry? <laughs> this fucking gift certificate expires today. Oh, I got it. Go get the milk. <laughs> go get the milk, bro. Oh, this is the mood ring scene. Yeah. This is how... He makes her laugh. He works his way into her heart. If you have a sad child, you fill the child's head with bullshit, (laughs) and that's how you make the child less sad. Nothing Stars, they're just like us. They have mood rings. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, like, everybody in here is just, like, pretty chill. 
They're like, it's packed. It's fucking Egg Harbor at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this is Chekhov's mood ring because later on, spoiler alert, we'll learn that it's a, a key totem in their relationship that it was what first drew them together. So uh, he is dazzling the little girl with bullshit and he and Zoe Dashnell's entire marriage is based on bullshit. There's the title of the film. Based on bullshit. Think of, uh, honey, put me in Daddy's Home too, bro. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Think of the Here's year the before. The oh, yeah. oh, boy. <laughs> I'll pause. I mean, it worked in Signs. Oh my this god. This idea that it was like so scary when this we were watching This office depot it. worker just wanders into right? it. Right? And look at the, how yeah. badly the shot is with the hand and the phone. Like, just yeah. cut to the. Oh boy. <laughs> Lou, watch this scene. So, yeah. so they, Lou, they actually. The Lion away, King animators did a good job. With and this I'm moment. giving them credit. But of course, this is rated R, so we're going to cut back. Oh, oh, bro. Look, look. That is a terrible effect. See yeah. what happens? Um. Okay, so a year before this, a movie called The Mist comes out with, like, another catastrophic event and everybody's mm-hmm. stuck in one location. Bro, and I what... only got three bullets, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, the people tear each other apart. In this, it's, like, the last skillet. <laughs> and this is, you know what, that, that's a great point of comparison, yeah. Adam, because... Thank uh, you. We've all, seen the, we've all seen The Mist and we've seen what happens. Mm-hmm. If if this were the mist, the minute the creatures show up outside the supermarket, yeah. everyone gets in their cars and drives away. <laughs> oh, here's the hot dog guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. All those people are playing tennis? <laughs> What's the name of here? I think we're this ball here. This is this ball. Yeah. This is us. Wait, you guys. They need to get dead. that light. Center. What? Whoa. Better title. They need to get, if Dead they're going to get real newscasters, they need to get that um, MSNBC election night guy, and he'll be like, <laughs> let's take a look at this county. Lots of killing. Let's expand this. This town is known for its breakfast place. <laughs> From what I've heard, great skillet. Uh, better title for the movie, Breaking Wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Let's go. Yeah, I like that lady who just has her arm. She just has her arms in the air and waving them like she does. Care. I'm all hyped up on the pancakes. <laughs> the second, she's like, "Are we running out of the blob feeder?" <laughs> the, the second assistant director just told the extras, "Just go nuts." Yeah. <laughs> it's like get in a car. Get us in a car with whom? <laughs> Phil. Phil. Also, I take issue with Philbert Restaurant. A restaurant cannot be successful. Only serving filberts. That motherfucker's a wags. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) I at least buy this guy just driving away. Yeah, that's a believable moment. Yes, because Dante waits way too long for Legacy in just a minute. Oh no! I was I I yeah. He honks his horn. He's like, "Come on!" And then still no. The guy leaves. Talking and talking. If it's me, I'm like, "All right, I don't even know you, buddy." Hi, I'm the one decent guy here. Do you guys like hot dogs? Yeah. Do you like greenhouses? That guy was in The Last Boy Scout and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. And Doll Man, directed by Albert Pune. Yeah. Maybe the title of the film should have been The Most Patient Stranger. Mm -hmm. Spawn! 
<laughs> and uh, like to have a countdown. We're about to hear oh, my yeah. favorite line in the film. I'm a clown. And of That's course, your favorite line? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a line that makes no sense whatsoever. But doesn't it? It doesn't. But doesn't it? It doesn't. Because he saw her crying on her wedding day. So he and that's got to mean something. No bride cries on her wedding day. That was a weird exchange. That's an anomaly. That's a happening. When a bride cries on her wedding day, that there's your happening. No bride does that. John Leguizamo lays out the worst plan ever. <laughs> that, I'm gonna face, go. that face right there is the face that sells this movie for me. I'm yeah. going to go and leave my daughter with you. Yeah. That's what I've decided to do. So here's my theory. The, the, the spores or whatever the fuck it is, they've already got Leguizamo, but he's playing a long game. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to say something. I think John and Jan, I think your TV is magic because mm-hmm. I watched Jaws 3D with you here and yeah. I liked it more than I ever have. <laughs> and I'm watching this right now and I'm back on board, baby. I think I kind of yeah. like the happening again. Will you just text oh, Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Both oh. of their facial expressions. No, Zoe Deschanel so has the perfect face. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel has the perfect face. What does that mean? What does that mean? In the words of Patrick Bromley, you can't just say words, even if they were written by M. Night Shyamalan. Don't take her hand unless I mean what? I mean to take her hand? But that dialogue actually seems oh. decent oh. compared like to the stuff in old. Oh, look, there's our answer. He's... Starting to go. He's, yeah. he's very uh, slow. He's yeah. teasing. Like yeah. He starts doing that thing where he just pulls forward <laughs> and breaks and yeah. pulls forward and breaks. <laughs> uh, it really is Dante from Clerks driving the car. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not even supposed to be here today. What is Weird this shot? Weird what is shot. This I don't like this shot. I don't like it. Worse. Well, Get it away. They, they Get off the screen. It's going on too long. It's like the ending of MASH. It's like the end of Man on Fire. assembled stones. To say goodbye, because Wahlberg knows, because he read the script, we're not going to see you. And then, are we supposed to think yes. it's those things? Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Pollution. Look what we're doing to the earth. Take a look around indeed. Look at these matte paintings. So, a stranger offers to give you a ride. Mm-hmm. And you discover that the stranger really likes hot dogs. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Just for the sake of being friendly. Uh-huh. Don't you say, sure. Yeah. Yeah. She says no. Yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of smiling when she says it. Yeah. They got a cool shape. Got a cool shape. They got protein. Uh, He says no, too. He just shrugs. I don't know, man. I don't know either. And then they they establish he's kind of quirky, but then he he lays out the whole thing. Right. So. One thing I'm confused about. <laughs> That's a pretty good reaction. Yes, it is. One thing I'm confused about, though, is, John, you, like you always talk about said. how much you like bits of business in movies. Yeah. And this movie's all bits. Oh, it's bits of something. <laughs> but, again, it's, it's... You get the feeling that maybe there should have been a second draft yeah. of the script because is this guy comic relief or is he right? The but use of comic relief in the movie is questionable. Yeah. Or is he coming up with a, a brand new trope? In my movie, the comic relief is the exposition. Oh, God. He, he's only... Shaman is really only able to think of each character in relation to, like, their job. So Plant Nursery Guy just talks about the plants, and Wahlberg just talks about science. 
Leggy Z is all about percentages. There's Dante. The little girl doesn't have a job, so she doesn't talk. No. Then what's the purpose of What's your of name? That? What's, what's your the, occupation? What's the purpose of the hot dog talk? He's still obsessed with it. Yeah. To be fair, I thought that was kind of creepy. Effective, if not a little racist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is the purpose of the hot dog talk then? Just because they it, have to this talk This is where his something? dialogue starts to get quirky, and he's still doing yeah. this shit. If you saw old, it's filled with quirky dialogue. Maybe he's just doing the Tarantino thing where he just starts writing, and then the characters lead the way. <laughs> and that guy would talk about hot dogs. I'm going to talk about math, okay? It's all I know. I do like that IMDb answers this question about how much money would be at the end of the month. Is it over a million dollars? It's like ten million if it's thirty days, and twenty-one million if it's thirty-one days. Because right, it yeah, doubles. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I have a confession here to make: when Jan and I October. are in a crisis situation, I'm hoping so. I do give her grammar problems mm-hmm. to take her mind off it. Okay. Even though I beg him for math rules. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh. Cause you are the. Hope there's not a hole in the roof. A worse version of this movie would be them turning on the radio and it's like, and you are the wind beneath yes, my Yes, for sure. In the editing room, they're looking yeah. at the sequence dust and uh, the, the editor is rolling his eyes <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, Shyamalan is saying, "You see, when I cut to the hole in the in the, the convertible roof, it's Hitchcockian. It's like Hitchcock." <laughs> And the, and the editor under his breath is saying, no, it's not. <laughs> hey, Tech, have you heard of Hitchcock? Tech, um, can you do me a favor just zoom in on this slit? I don't think people will understand. <laughs> unless we underline it. Some also, I would argue that this shot, makes the way it's fun. shot, is comic. Yeah, it doesn't really work. I'm not even supposed to be here today. It, <laughs> <laughs> it, it suddenly looks it suddenly looks cartoonish. It yes. literally looks cartoonish. This movie is very unintentionally funny. <laughs> this cause a hundred percent death proof. Okay. See, now Leggy Z is unbreakable. So, yeah. so Leguizamo, this is my interpretation of what we're about to see. And now he's going to turn Leg- into Mr. Glass. No, Leguizamo. <laughs> Leguizamo has figured it out. Leguizamo has figured it out. And he looks around for a pen. He's looking around for a pen, and he's going to write it on his wrist so he remembers it. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile. (laughs) As to the cause. That's good back projection. Maybe they're really no, they're they're definitely uh, not looks, in a car. That looks no, that looks real. To you me. think so? I don't think that's the foreground makes it look fake. I don't think that's rear projection. I think I, I he's not driving. I think the the car is being towed. Good. The car is <laughs> being towed, but yeah. And you it's guys TV know is... how you can tell that stuff, right? Mm. It's always too high. Mm. Okay. I mean, look, you can. It's too high. The TV is too good. It makes Jaws 3D good. <laughs> From when you were spying on our neighbors. Again, this is a tangent, but I can't. Ugh, I can't believe that they don't make the 3D TVs anymore. It it makes me want to hold on to this forever because I like to watch stuff on in 3D on mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. If this were in 3D, it would be better because then the wind could be in yes. 3D. Yes. The construction workers falling off the roof. Into, Into your lap! Yes. Mm-hmm. Better movie. Wahlberg's nostrils in 3D. <laughs> I think uh, we should go to mile 22, guys. 
Oh, there's a, there's another thing. I got the rock now. That the um the, What'd you say? The front row the front row seats have had the headrests removed. Yeah. yeah. That that happens a lot in movies that yeah. they expect you not to notice, but it's like I well, literally have never noticed, so there you go. It's it's not a I, I'm hoping they'll show it again. Every movie in which a car appears. Say hi to Mother Nature it. for me. Yep. <laughs> Said no one ever. Here right. comes Patrick Jeremy Lowe. Strong to give the worst performance in a movie full of bad performances. It is right. pretty bad. And yeah. I recognized him because I've seen him before. But oh, he's uh, in he's in he's in Succession, right? He's Parker Lewis. He's in The Gentleman. I remember that. He is, I believe, in Succession. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I he's think one he's, of the sons. Yeah. yeah. Is his name Muster? Or, oh, it's Oscar. Oscar. Okay. Muster would be better for a hot dog guy. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I relish the opportunity to meet you, Muster. <laughs> <laughs> Say, young lady, do you have any buns? <laughs> Tell me what's going on so I can catch up. <laughs> I would relish that conversation. <laughs> You play sports, Pepper? <laughs> when it comes to puns, am I going to have to show you guys I'm the top dog? <laughs> this is kind of a pickle, if I may say so myself. <laughs> uh, so you're from Chicago, eh, dogs? Who's Joey? Who's Joey? Who's Joey? Oh, it's no one. Oh, and this okay. this this caused this caused Jan and I to have a conversation because you if know, one night her phone came to life mm-hmm. and I said, "Who's Chris?" and she said, "It's no one." That would satisfy me. End of yeah. conversation. It's yeah. no one. <laughs> Why did I ask? <laughs> because if it was no one, it would say... Uh, yeah, private. What it says. <laughs> private? That's even more suspect. <laughs> and again, I'm, I'm watching the scene, and it's like, okay, in its broadest strokes... They're trying to establish that they're surrounded by badness. Yeah. But the way he goes about it is just... Bizarre. Yeah. 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 This was a real rough patch in the filmography. It seems like there's a way to convey this in a scarier, more artistic way than you go that way, I'll go this way, we'll explore, and each one of us will come upon shit. Imagine if when you went to go get your COVID vaccine that Oster was the guy who was like checking you in. <laughs> Cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. That's another good line. Oh gosh. There were it was it National Guard when we yeah, got National, vaccinated, National they were there yeah. helping out. This is another one where everybody just is standing in a circle, like listening to this woman's phone. One of my absolute favorite lines is coming up. Okay. Uh and it's great. Hold on. We don't have to be quiet until then. I yeah. feel bad. Uh, well, he set up the moment. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry about that. Let's give him some suspense because this movie's not. <laughs> I think it's more like everyone's dead inside. Yeah. So basically, we have a crowd of busybodies. Shh. Yeah. I want to hear this call. It's, it's like they would all have their own shit to deal with, yeah. but everybody's like, we should, we should listen if this grows. <laughs> Wahlberg is three steps behind. Wait, what? Everyone's dead? <laughs> That's not the line. <laughs> It's after the daughter stops talking. I like how he She's takes not her phone. Any sense. I'm gonna put her on speaker. I see in calculus. <gasps> I 
and he listens, and what does he hear? <laughs> I hear wind from outside. And I would argue that we just got we just got supposed little... to wind from inside. <laughs> we just got a little taste of something that the movie does again and again and again. Where if it had done where if it had done it a little in a little bit different way, it might have worked. The repetition of the one sentence that sure. the people keep making. Sure. Yeah. There's a way to do that. Mm-hmm. And make it really effective and creepy, and this film doesn't have the first idea of how to do that. Well, this, this movie is all, it's all tell, don't show. So yeah. you have people reporting yeah. on, oh, there's a bunch of bodies in the intersections that way. Yeah, there's bodies in the intersection that way, too. And then a woman reporting what's happening on the phone instead of us, whatever. Yeah. That's another, so, I like this little bit, because this is believable human behavior. Where, like, if you're dealing with all this stuff, eventually you're going to be like, I can't deal with this shit. I need to be by myself mm-hmm. for a second. Definitely. Yeah. But in terms of what Patrick just said, I'm yeah. thinking about The Birds, a film that resembles this. At yeah, least in yeah terms it's of clearly inspired by it. And imagine if M. Night Shyamalan <coughs> excuse me, had directed The Birds, we would have Jessica Tandy going to, uh, to, the, to the guy's house who sold her the feed. And then she runs back to right. Rod Taylor... He was lying there, and and his eyes were gone. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Exactly. Now, when she exhales, she would be like, "That means wind." She's creating wind of her own. Yeah. (sighs) This is a good movie. The birds or this? Hot take. I like this more than the birds. Interesting. What? I don't think it's better than the birds, but I would rather watch this than the birds. Dog. What? So when you watched it Saturday night, what made you say, like, okay, no, the shine is off this movie. It's actually not good. Because now you're back on board. Now I'm back on board. Um, I think that it's... It's just so clumsy in everything that it's trying to do. Like, all I could see was the intent and it missing... That mark. So your objection to the birds is it's too slick. No, no, no. I just don't like Tippy Hedren. Oh, I have like a giant, enormous, unsuffer, insufferable Tippy Hedren that's, allergy. That's legitimate. Yeah. And as I've discussed in the past, yeah. and also wrote a column about, lots of <clears throat> younger viewers than me have yeah. a big problem with the special effects in that movie. For me, it's not the special effects. It's just the. It's like if you know, like, what's his name. Was it a Robert Redford? I think think what makes up for Tippi Hedren is um, Suzanne Plachette is really, really good for the birds. I like the Veronica Cartwright character. I like Rod Taylor's fine. What what her career could have been if she had not been on Bob Newhart. Also, what kind of line is it that Wahlberg has? I don't have any reason to disagree right now. Well, people wanted to know. This is like that scene in Life of Brian. We need to go where there are fewer people. Yes, let's all go to where there's fewer people. All of us together. Quiet, everyone. Listen to the realtor. (laughs) Might I introduce you to the realtor? (laughs) And where have I seen him before? You bought a house from him. Yeah. (laughs) 30 years ago. No, I've seen him in some. I have too. I recognize him, but I couldn't tell you. Is everyone in agreement? Yeah. Another thing is okay. This MP has been has shown that he's a moron and panicky, but everybody still wants to listen to him. 
Well, I actually think that one thing that M. Night might have wanted to explore early on in the screenwriting process, and we're going to get it in just a second, is that there are some people who really need someone to follow. Yeah. And, and that some people really need someone to, to make the decisions and show them away. Because yeah. we're about to find out in a minute or two, and Jan and I were discussing this scene after we watched the movie, when everyone's turning to Wahlberg for what to do, yeah. and he just needs a minute to think about it, yeah. that scene comes across as so odd and so confused. What is the point of it? That that in an emergency, you don't have time to make a decision, that everyone wants him to be the leader, and suddenly he doesn't want to be the leader? It's very odd. Yeah. We just had the Joey confession, and I'm fascinated because... <laughs> My favorite Friends episode. Better title for this movie. Yeah. Um, because... Tiramisu with Joey. Yeah. Like, why have it just be, okay, I had dessert with this guy? Right? No, I mean, I'm not saying, like, why, why not? Why like, didn't she fuck him? But, like, <laughs> why have it be this innocuous thing... If it's supposed to be... It's breaking up their marriage. Why have it at all? Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's just... He doesn't know how to write a couple, maybe? Other than to, like, invent some sort of... He's a happily married person? Yeah, but, like, I don't... I mean, I can't think of any happy couples in this movie, There's the walking backwards. Uh, Mel Gibson and his wife were happy for... For this, as long minutes. as she was, as long as she was pinned to a tree, they don't move that car. Because uh, Unbreakable, um, oh yeah, they're divorced no, and uh, they're divorcing an old. Yeah, in the village, they're like estranged, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, Did I just don't crack the egg? <laughs> you know, when they show those two people, when they show those two people. Uh, uh, holding uh, hands? Holding hands. There we go. The camera should go up and it should be Hot Dog Guy and Zoe <laughs> Dead Chanel. <laughs> and then we pan and the Hot Dog Guy is holding in his other hand tiramisu. I don't like her you little... Have, well, this is another one of my favorite lines. I'm sorry. The toxin is affecting them? No. Zoe Deschanel's line. No. Yeah, this is the scene I was yes. talking about. Yeah. What is the What is the point of this? What is... What is what are we supposed to take away from this? That people we can't panic? just stand here. It's unabsolved, uninvolved observers. Mm-hmm. I can't even say it. It's such a weird mouthful. Yeah. We can't just stand here as uninvolved observers. So they want Please him... Please tell us what to they do. They want him to leave. <laughs> this is like the Army of Darkness thing. It's like, what do we do? I don't want to die. <laughs> so Put is some this, backbone into it. Is this supposed to be dramatic? Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> is this supposed to be scary? You're going what? down. What is our reaction to this? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just like that he's a big he's, dork. He's proving <laughs> that makes me science happy. doesn't have the answers. That Wahlberg is a big dork or Shyamalan? Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing that I appreciate about this movie, I guess, and obviously I know it's a bad movie, but like the thing that I find charming about it is that it's so earnest and innocent and kind of like written with the emotional like sensitivities of like a 12 year old that it's kind of charming in a way well and that's why i don't buy into this like retrograde bullshit that he was yeah. trying to make a bad movie no. like no commit to the this movie that he was trying to make is this where they outrun the wind <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes yeah 
I'm pretty sure that's not how wind works. Against the wind. I don't think that's wind. the way physics. We were the running against running the wind. running away from a fireball, which Ebert always used to find. Somehow that fire. seems more possible than outrunning the wind. Way out west, they've got a name. Wind and wind and fire. Rain is test, the fire is Here it comes. Dull, and they, they call the wind Mariah. Mariah. Everyone Mariah. knows it's windy. They call <laughs> the wind Mariah. And windy head stormy eyes. <laughs> and toxins that make you die. <laughs> up, up, above, up, up, above. <laughs> Here it comes, bro. Hey, wind, tell your Don't you let go of my hand I, unless you mean it. I mean We're it. We're running fast across this field. Everyone knows. Oh, fuck. That's weird. They couldn't outrun it. If you were in this situation, would you like want to hang out with strangers? Because I would want to get the fuck away from everybody that I didn't know. The minute, I, yeah. the minute they realize that if you're in a big group, that's yeah. a problem. Hello. Again, is is Shyamalan exploring the fact that people feel more comfortable with other people, even if yes. it's against their yes. best interests? Yeah, I think so. In terms of the threat, I think so. I'm just the opposite. I want to be with fewer people if something like this goes down. Zoe Dashnell, maybe it's not the wind. We're still alive. <laughs> Did I DVR bones? <laughs> <laughs> Your sister's on that. Yeah. That's, like that's she's at least, the, she's at least half of the people who originally saw this. Nothing happened. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is reviewing the film he's in. <laughs> if you isolate almost every one of Zoe Deschanel's reaction shots and pretend that she just read the script, <laughs> it's actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Good okay, news is again, we're not even to Betty Buckley yet. Bringing up, oh the, bringing up the Hitchcock uh, thing. There's this vehicle, and it's making a noise, and he goes to investigate. What could go wrong? And how does that pay off? At one point, we hear some buzzing insects, which maybe make us feel on edge or something, but aren't we expecting to see something in the car? I would assume so, yes. A coffee cup. But the car exists... For him to turn the radio on for 30 seconds. At exactly the precise right time. The split second we need to hear the 30 second sound bite. That's every movie though. Yeah, after the after the bank robbery. Hey, turn on the TV. The first national bank today. (laughs) It's never a commercial. Hey Alma, got good news. We won the Powerball. But the office is closed indefinitely. <laughs> There's a house over here. What could go wrong? And we were wondering, what is the purpose of making this a model house? So he can talk to the fake plant. I think it's all to set that up. I believe that. I would believe that. And try to drink the fake wine? Mm-hmm. Again, they came yeah, in I here. Thought it was kind of they funny. came in here for a map, like a tick, and now they find the a map. One of many maps in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Because when the plants are attacking, your best weapon, not a weed whacker, you'd think it was a weed whacker, Mm-mm. it's a map. Mm-hmm. It's a map. Do you know why it's such an effective weapon? Why? Because the plants know 
that that map used to be a tree, mm-hmm. and it's humans got saying, out of line. This, yeah. this could be mm-hmm. you. Better title for the movie: The Mappening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a big like Harrison Ford after he was shot and regarding Henry vibe from Wahlberg in this movie. Interesting. Yeah. Is that the backstory that Wahlberg was shot in the head by Leguizamo? Yes. <laughs> That's why they're friends. Yeah, that happened yeah. in regarding Henry Leguizamo shot. Oh, was that he the guy that shot him? I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah. Damn it! That Leggy joke shoot. was serendipitous. Yeah. I had just Spawn. read the Mark Harris Spawn. Mike Nichols biography, and Mike Nichols directed regarding Henry. Yeah. And the book does this nimble dance where it sort of tries to pretend that regarding Henry. <laughs> doesn't exist because correct me if i'm wrong i've only seen it once that film has a dubious premise that if you're a greedy prick the best thing that can happen to you is to get shot in the head and become a simpleton who once again loves his family this is correct i reject that thesis (laughs) didn't jj abrams write that he was involved with it in some way okay yeah and again i don't mean to be picky but (laughs) I've been in plenty of model houses, and mm-hmm. there's the fake computer monitor, and there might be fake books. I've never seen <coughs> the entire house. I've never model. seen. I've never seen glasses filled with wax wine or whatever the fuck it is. What? Oh, this will make people feel like they're at home. And if you're going to have a house of wax, you have to burn it down. And look, mm. there's fake sushi. Yeah. I mean, no fucking model house has that. Yeah. But you can't leave real sushi out on the plates like that. Right, but, but first of all, no model house puts out fake food. And second of all, what is the point of the model house in this movie having fake food? The art director just went loony? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's because... What if everything was fake? The model house, <laughs> if you look at the sign, it's like 139 new houses coming. It's this... It's the theme of there are too many people, this empty area is now going to be overpopulated. Right, but what does the fake food have to do with overpopulation? I agree with you that we're overbuilding and that's the point of this, but what's the fake food? Something that's no model home anywhere? I just got a a text that uh, an agent booked the model house from the happening for a con. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the big draws of the con is that one of the special guests... Is the fake juice? No, it's <laughs> it's the guy with the lawnmower. Yeah, he's he's going to be signing autographs yeah. with his good arm. Oh, we got out of there just in time. I do find that oddly charming when it's like, yeah, the guy with the lawnmower from the happening is just like thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Big problem is he doesn't yell "wee" before this happens. <laughs> wee! This is taking so long. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sleepy. (laughs) I'm going to go underneath like an auto mechanic and I'm going to fix it. I'm grass too. (laughs) (laughs) There should have been Mo Blood. But again, he cuts away. There should have been Mo Blood. Like, if this is your first R-rated movie at night, lean into that shit. You deserve Mm -hmm. this. Scariest thing in this movie? What house prices were like back Mm -hmm. then. Yeah, right? This is them shooting day for night. What? So they actually shot this at night? No, because it's M night shot because it's M night Shyamalan, and they shot it during the day, so it's day for night. Yeah, Mark, give give the give these two kids the mood ring speech. Yeah. Like, 
Okay. Now, Mark, what has to happen here is that the three of us need to talk because we have to be established as living, breathing human beings. So the audience has some sort of emotional stake in us, given that we've read the script and we know what's going to happen next. So, Mark, what's the story with that space cadet girl? Is she like Tiramisu? <laughs> maps and radios. This also, every time, every radios. time I go into the country, there's a radio tied to a fence with a string. You've you can't. Been to Philly. It's like gym shoes over the the, the power mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. You see it everywhere yeah. in small town America. Mm-hmm. Hey Jeb, <laughs> you're not can using I, those shoes, right? Can I, can I borrow that radio? <laughs> no, I tied it to my fence. <laughs> it's it Tuesday. <laughs> But the batteries are new, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Jess needs a 10-minute rest and some food. Yes. I hate that shit. I hate it. Where it's just like, she's a child, she needs rest and food. It's like in Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, where every they're just like, they're on the run, but every five seconds they're just like, she has to stop to eat something. Yeah. She hasn't had breakfast. Here's a completely yeah. inopportune time yeah. for comic relief. She just read the script. Yep. So um, so he makes up this ridiculous thing, and then... Can't sell it at all, no. like as humor. No. And then she thanks him. Right. But what he, she's really thanking him for is, at this point, Zoe Dachanel, you'll, you'll see it in just one second, Zoe Dachanel realizes... Thank you. There's no way she's giving the worst performance in this <laughs> <laughs> That was ad-lib. That was not in the script. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> History will be kind. To I could have gone out with a pharmacist, bro. Do you I think, didn't even have a cough. Do you think Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg just see each other at parties and then look at each other and just burst out laughing? Mm, I, no. think they I think see, they avoid I each think other. They avoid each other. <laughs> but their chemistry Uh-oh. is crackling. Oh R.I.P. Spencer Breslin. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't want to you got to be real careful, even in a horror movie, about killing kids. Well, I, I think that's him being edgy. Mm-hmm. Right, but... I wouldn't dare kill a child, would I? How about two children? <laughs> I'm diabolical. <laughs> um, I'm having a hard time. What year did the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds come out? 2005. 2005. Okay, and this comes out in... 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're starting to, much like Mark Wahlberg, I'm formulating a theory, Ooh. and now I'm going to come up with an experiment to prove it. Um, in just a while, we're going to come across Betty Buckley. Mm-hmm. Does the Betty Buckley sequence in this film <laughs> remind you of at the all Tim Robbins of the Tim yeah. Robbins sequence? And am I right? I mean, it's you're right. Or is there some sort of screenwriting bible at some point in the Alien Invasion movie? You've got to meet a kook. You're also right. I think it's both. Me and Kook. Yeah. But at least the um, Tim Robbins sequence in War of the Worlds serves a function in terms of like, we have to be quiet, shut up, stop talking. Uh, Now I have to kill a man. Like I have to do something I didn't think I could ever do. Mm -hmm. The Betty Buckley sequence is just, we met a kook. And it's Tim Robbins. Although I will give you this. I like Betty Buckley's performance in this. And I think it's one of the authentically scary and creepy things in the movie. She makes some faces that are pretty creepy. Also, when, when she hits the kid for, for grabbing yeah. something off yeah. the plate, that if they had developed that... Oh, God in heaven. If they had developed that <laughs> so that 
I thought the most effective part of that scene, which of course we're not at yet, I'm sorry, was we're not sure exactly what's wrong with her. <laughs> we're we're questioning <laughs> what's wrong with her. Right. Oh, Blackwater, you got my... You know, at this point... Sir, the air is fine out here. You don't have to worry. Oh, oh, God. Oh! You're burnt! At this point, Mark Wahlberg (laughs) tells the guy with the shotgun that, yes, the tapes are his, but the magic that's on those tapes belongs to Wahlberg. Mm -hmm. This here is a YP, not an MP. And, of course... um, Shotgun! I didn't know this for the longest time, but YP and MP, yes. that's Robert Downey, yeah. the filmmaker. That's Robert Downey Jr.'s father, yeah. and he's really good in that scene. Yeah. Wahlberg uh, leaning over this young man with the gaping head wound. We're going to get out of this here. Come on, did get t- up, you pussy. Did I tell you about my ring? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you laugh, bro. <laughs> See, she's a natural mother. She just read the script. Mm-hmm. He had the script read to him. The happening is her becoming maternal. That's right. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like the wind has a cycle. Mm, All these I characters see. have Where arcs. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And then again, we have the, uh, the one we return, which again. Is a theme that could have been oh what a, what a funny reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> why are we told what time it is in here? Um, Hi Lou. That's a that's a theme that could have been explored in this, um, and 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 it does have a precedent because think about the original Night of the Living Dead, where one of the reasons why they don't leave the house is that they're they're stuck watching TV, right. trying to figure out having the TV tell them what to do. But in this, it's it's not explored at all. I like when they, with the exception of the bathtub thing, I like how their reaction basically looks like on draft day when somebody doesn't get picked <laughs> until the third round and they thought they were going to make the first round. I like, um, I remember during this whole little bit that the music and the way that it's shot kind of feels like a little bit of a montage like out of Night of the Living Dead. I think it's kind of well made. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Why... In some places, when we're told where we are, yeah. is there a time check? And in other places, we're told, oh, more people are playing tennis. Let's go back um, to Steve Garnecki on the board. Or maybe even pickleball. Um, oh, way out west, they've got a man. <laughs> For wind and rain and fire. No, rain and The rain's called Joe. No. The wind, the wind is... The rain is Tess. The fire is Joe. <laughs> and they call the wind Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Just read the script. Okay, and now we're at a little, uh, uh, a, charming, a charming, charming little winery. The hmm. Creakening. <laughs> Better title. Okay, uh, straw poll. Is this a house they found, or did they build this for the film? Oh, they found it. I get that feeling, too. It looks it looks real. Here comes your lady. With another of my favorite lines. <laughs> you eyeing my lemon drink. 
kids are known coming down to these parts. Nobody comes. Why down. are you eyeing my lemon drink? Is a thing no one has ever said. <laughs> Nobody comes around these parts because I got a powerful smell. Notice she doesn't say she wants to be kind. <laughs> you know, she does that throughout. Like, here's what yeah. a nice person would do. I know people like this exist, though, because I've stood in line with them at Ebert Fest. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Chugging I'm like, lemon drink? Yeah. Uh, you know who Betty Buckley reminds me of? On a recent trip to Disney World, mm -hmm. uh, we were in the ABC Commissary, which is delightful, in uh, Hollywood Studios. And across from us, there was a table where this mother was being relentless with her daughter because the daughter was receiving texts from some school friend mm -hmm. and refused to tell the mother who it was oh, who was texting yeah. her. Joey? Tiramisu Joey. And <laughs> it was, we were... You can't talk to Joey till dessert. You know that. <laughs> we were yards from them, yeah. and I was just mortified that the mother was this controlling, yeah. Yeah. awful... I remember this, Johnny. And it was like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear this, I don't want to hear this, I'm having a great time in yeah. this empty restaurant. And the mom was being so... Who's chasing? There's always somebody chasing the other in a relationship. Yeah, what? Because your daughter will not tell me who she's talking to! <laughs> and this is her to her husband, yeah. who's checked out. Well, I don't blame him. He's probably lived with that for a long time. I give Betty Buckley um, a lot of credit for trying. She's to, so good in Carrie. Trying to so make good. this good a into something. She's the original memory from Cats. She sang that on Broadway. Hmm. This would be better if she sang in this. Yeah. <clears throat> or if she was playing a giant cat. Oh, yeah. Let shit get weird. Oh, I don't like that. Lonely, yeah. nope. I'm a lonely old lady, and I'm probably crazy. Don't touch things that aren't yours. Why are there three slices of I do white respect bread on that, a plate? That they say nothing and do nothing because that's probably what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I would feel so a, uncomfortable that's that I'd another just be like, thing. Mm. That's another thing. They like. Thank you, though. Well, well, one thing like. I do like is that, yeah, they don't say anything in front of her, but then, like, when they're away from her for a second, yeah. they're just like, what the fuck is with this woman? <laughs> yeah, that's, but if it yeah, was Michael Keaton and yeah. Mr. Mom, he would say, you touch my kid again, yeah, I'm yeah. going to lay you out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what they should... I, I can't believe they don't say anything when she... Oh, it's horrible, but slips. I feel like that's how I would react. Yeah. I'm well, not proud of it. They are enjoying her hospitality, and of course... So you would be like an uninvolved observer? I would be just an uninvolved... I can't say it. You mean one of those asshole yeah. uh, third parties who don't... observer. Um, somebody in the... That, but like if they're in the moment of that, of being the uninvolved observer, they wouldn't be like, wait a minute. <laughs> they didn't say anything because they desperately want to yeah. hear the slave tube over-explain. Mm -hmm. The slave tube in the drawer. James Newton Howard has a track called Slave Tube. Oh boy. And then they're just like, yikes, no. We need to change the title of this, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and when they and when they start talking through it, it's like it sounds like you're in the room. Well, there's no tube that can do that. It's actually the mm -hmm. the art of the sound recordist and the mixer that's making that happen. I just don't understand the Joey subplot. I understand, like, 
that that's the arc of the movie, just to like sort of pull them apart, only to bring them back together as this makeshift family unit at the end. But it does such a so you get half-ass it. job of it, you know? Well, like, well, well, here's my question. How does it change the movie? Did M. Night think it would make her completely unsympathetic? Perhaps. If, yeah. if she had had an affair. Right. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say if she had had yeah. the, the molten chocolate cake instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> Too decadent. It's got a molten chocolate. How do they do that? The chocolate in the middle melts. I love this um, part. I people, love this part. People have affairs, and people in movies have affairs. So why is it completely innocent? I don't get why. It's very strange. Why it's a very is strange decision made? Decision to have it go that far, but no further. Because Better movie, she had the affair, and then he goes, I'm going to go fuck lemon drink and get even. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to make you watch, you yeah. cuck. <laughs> you tiramisu eating cuck. Hey, this is the only cu- way I can feel better. The yeah. cuckening. You bones DVR, <laughs> DVRing cuck. You tear him a sissy. <laughs> You're sitting on the train by yourself, cuck. I'm going to go do it with Betty Buckley, bro. <laughs> you know, 30 years ago, she was something. She's on Broadway. She's like, did you like it? Was, he be- was she better than me? I'm not going to lie. She was weird. She was real odd. It wasn't better, just different. <laughs> halfway, halfway, <laughs> halfway through, she was singing songs from Avita. <laughs> and then she's just like, are you coming into my boudoir, Wahlberg? And he's just like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Do I'm it a big project. <laughs> <laughs> Wahlberg, Wahlberg, Wahlberg walks into her bedroom and she says, are you going to take my virginity? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Or my lemon drink. <laughs> That's what I call my virginity. <laughs> Are you eyeing my virginity? <laughs> she was wearing a chastity belt. Took an hour to get it off. Couldn't believe it. I could have stopped 9-11, bro. <laughs> I kept saying, say hi to your mother for me. And she goes, my mother's deceased. <laughs> okay, here's another example me. Of, of this being... <laughs> This is so stupid. Oh, this being horrible screenwriter. Yeah, they're like creepy doll in the bed. When when he opens the door, yeah. I'm not a screenwriter, and M Night Shyamalan is talented, but yeah. I thought the reveal you said it he is talented was going to be something far more disturbing and terrifying than this. What's more disturbing and terrifying than this? Just that Betty Buckley think... has a daughter, and the daughter's dead, and. Betty Buckley's just leaving her on the bed to rot. I don't think that... Uh, I think this is creepy. That's a good shot. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. good shot. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how terrible this movie is at naming people? Her name is Mrs. Jones. Why is the shot of Betty Buckley so good, but the reverse of Wahlberg yeah. so bad? I don't know. This movie is a mystery, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why have it be a doll? Fujimoto, I have no Fujimoto idea. knew what he was doing. <laughs> Again, it's, it's like a yeah. truck. No, you great. set up this suspenseful right. situation, right. and is, oh, the joke's on us. We thought it was going to be something cool or scary. Nope. Also, like, it completely, like, removes any tension from the scene that she's just like, I'm mad at you. I'm going outside to leave you alone now. <laughs> oh, and, of course, we now witness the scariest thing yeah. that can ever happen. Someone walks back. <laughs> That's like, I feel like what my nine-year-old daughter would come up with if she was like, well, how do I visually represent that something's wrong with someone? Oh, no, no, no. She'd be much. She'd come up with something Yeah, better, she'd right? be. All right. 
She's the one who... Some other nine-year-old dum-dum. When my son was nine, he would have come up with, Betty Buckley turns to him and says, first you'll see lipstick, then you'll see blood. (laughs) Scarier than anything in this movie. Your daughter was the one who said we should name our gargoyle Tim Bada Scary. Ooh, (laughs) that's good. That is true. Yeah, Alma is not a great name. No. Mm -hmm. And then like Wazamo's daughter turns to them and says... I'm going to go visit my other mom. <laughs> oh my I like when that they inherit the, the Leguizamo's daughter and her name's Alma, so she's an alma mater. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> also, something more scary than anything in this movie. <laughs> I wonder how much those kerosene lamps cost. Can we sell <laughs> those on eBay now? They look like antiques, bro. <laughs> This house is yard sale porn. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Yeah. This 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 Here's made Johnny. me this made me feel sorry for Betty Buckley. But she sells it, man. Happening. She's so yeah. good. She got a check. She likes to act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I heard this theory. I forgot which. It was a, a blank check episode, but they were saying <clears throat> that like. They asked Pacino why he does all these like god awful movies, and his answer was he. There's no challenge of him getting like an A script and giving an A performance. What he wants to do is get an F script and try to get it to like a C performance based off of that. Right. Maybe that's what Betty Buckley's doing, where she's just like, "This is god awful," but I, I'm a such a good actress like that I can really elevate this part of it. Not to suggest that Pacino is not being completely honest, sure, but. It seems to me that there's a problem with his answer because mm-hmm. he may have priced himself out of certain projects. True. Or, because I have no idea what the situation is, if it gets to the point where you're not asked to be in A-list projects anymore, that might be a convenient mm-hmm. answer for mm-hmm. why That's a good point. you're yeah. not doing A-list. Yeah. That, that being said, I think Pacino can still act. I wish he would yeah. appear in more prestigious movies. Well, I think he's got the same thing with a lot of other actors now that were famous in the 70s, 80s, 90s, where it's like they'll get one every once in a while, but they still got to work the rest of the time. Right. And the other advantage, I think, to working on a B picture or a C picture is you show up on that set, you're royalty. Yeah. You're going to be treated a lot better. Yeah. Oh, here's the slave tube. The spring house. You know, it would be cool if they discover all of this was caused by the frog. <laughs> and then they could call it the hoppening. Ooh, oh, nice. nice. I like it. Well done. Hello, my baby. Hello, my baby. <laughs> Hello, my girl. Isn't this but convenient I that I can talk to you, bro? Me. I do not know how sound works. I feel like when they have, uh, like, when they get fed up of, like, being separated and then mm-hmm. he leaves and he's like, I, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die with you. And they meet each other in the field. They totally miss the opportunity to play She's Like the Wind. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights. Um, Somebody's close to me. Again, I don't know how sound works, but I don't understand how a tube that runs that distance can do what they're claiming here you know who knows how sound works 
M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. This you know, script is you know what It doesn't matter better. what you think. It's been explained to us that that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. instead, okay? instead of a slave tube, it should be two paper cups and a waxed string. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could see the wind play off the string that's being stretched between the two houses. Stringening. I oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, there's that's the pipe, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see you eyeing my talking pipe. <laughs> <laughs> they call the wind Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah. This this is late enough in the film where yeah, it's almost over. This is supposed to be the climax. This movie's a breeze. <laughs> Nicely done. But Thank if you, you look at this in terms of dramatic construction, yeah, was the Betty Buckley bit the climax of the film? I mean, I guess they're going to talk about how they met, and then decide to go out in the wind, and 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 it, leave the child alone to die, and in and a spring yeah. house. Yeah, and well, then we have the tag in Paris, which makes no fucking sense. They looked after her for a day, to be fair. When did you expect it to go on for the rest of her we life? We gave it a shot, okay? Yeah. In, in terms of dramatic... We've had this dog for a week. Yeah. In, terms of, in terms of dramatic construction, then, that leads to another question. Yeah. What is gained by having the entire action of the film take place in 24 hours? What What is the purpose of that? I think To it's... give it urgency? Because this Cause film it's... has less urgency than any... I think it's... So because it's a habit. They don't have a chance to really figure out what's going on, even though they figure out what's going on right away. Mm-hmm. Think about how much of the movie is devoted to what's going on, bro. Let's try to figure it yeah. out. <laughs> and if it was a week, mm-hmm. at right. some point they would have figured it out. But why is it good if they have? Oh, I don't know. It out? But I'm saying that's what okay. every scene is devoted to. Let me posit something that I said to Jan when we were watching this last night. Modern horror films fall all over themselves explaining things because, what, the audience won't buy it unless there's some bullshit explanation. Even Night of the Living Dead has that Venus probe that's something. It's scarier if it's inexplicable. Yeah. Why explain it? Something's happening and people are killing themselves. The dead are getting up and walking and eating people. Why? Who is the person sitting with you? Oh, excuse me. This could never happen. I think a lot think, of people. Yeah, sure. I think. I well, think then if they this... shouldn't go to the movies. Well, I agree wait, on wait. That. Why yeah. is Gene Kelly singing and dancing? Is there some sort of say Vitus dance syndrome? I think if you don't explain it, Door then in his heart. going into like you know releasing this movie, they're like, oh, this will get like an F cinema score because like everybody's just like, what the F? Like when the credits go up. Mm-hmm. But if you give them any answer, no matter how dumb, it's like it was a C. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to be elitist, and this certainly <laughs> happened after the fact. Elitist. But there's a film. Them. There's a film by Robert Wise called uh, The Haunting. Yeah. And it's famous. And yeah. and most people agree. Stars Catherine Zeta-Jones. And Owen no, 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 no. That's I got the remake it. and Continue. it's unwatchable. I'm talking about the original with Claire Bloom. With Liam Neeson. Got and it. Russ Go Tamlin. No, we're talking about the original one. It was made in the 60s. Lily Taylor, continue. And it's, by one of the rare, it's one of the rare horror films where it's never explained. Dreamworks. Right. They open the box. They close the box. We don't know what happened. And it is universally recognized as one of the greatest horror films ever made. So why is that? Uh, cinema score aside, yeah. it works. When you, I want to get back to what you were saying about why in one day. Yeah. 
I think, and this is obviously not why, because this, this came out in 08. Check. check your watches. This came out in Arendelle. That's where Frozen is. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time they say it, yeah. I think that's where Frozen is. But if, all right, we had, we, we've done a good job of not mentioning it uh, during the commentary, but we mentioned it before the commentary about, like, <laughs> doesn't this remind you of COVID a little bit? Like, Yeah. Yeah. And just remember, like, that first day when everything was shutting down and how weird and dramatic that felt. And then, like, when you think about how long it's gone on, it's become just, like, tedious and boring. Mm -hmm. Where I think, like... So he's trying to get the exciting part. He's trying to get, like, the, yeah, the terrifying, like, what is, what end is up type of thing. So dig it. They just did another time check. And the same person who's sitting in the theater saying... Well, I need an explanation for why this is happening. Mm-hmm. During the time check, that person looks at their watch. It's not 9.58. Yeah. Wait, three, three months. months. later, it's very important. So is that their house, or are they just squatting in, like, a better house? Oh, and no, it's clear. It's Leguizamo's house. Yeah. Oh, it's oh yeah. They moved into Leguizamo's house. Ooh. He's got legs. Leguizamo bought this great house with all of his past money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just noticed. Did you see that backpack? What? Oh, is the la- that last Airbender backpack? Oh, I thought it was Avatar. Yeah, it's the As same in thing. Avatar, Avatar. No. Oh, oh like I see you, Avatar. Yeah. This predates no. Avatar. Yeah, but he's right. got the last it's Airbender timeless. backpack, and I, I, that makes <gasps> sense because, like, when he did glass, somebody was wearing an old backpack. Pine Deli, <laughs> pine like the tree. Pine tree. Oh, oh I my see gosh! You yeah. have all the clues right yeah. here. It's, it's all. I gave you all the clues. Stop the pollution. I gave you all the clues, Mister Inspector. Oh, in the in the spirit of on, on one podcast maybe a decade ago, I gave. See you later, bookworm. <laughs> I gave an alternate After a while, ending out. to Angus, which everyone made fun of because it was so incredibly stupid. Yes. Here's my alternate ending to the happening: Wahlberg and the girl are waiting for the bus. Let me get a pause. Mm-hmm. And a body falls. <laughs> the end. No, That's the, the body the falls movie. and then... Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. No, and then the Benny Hill thing. <laughs> but it has to be Zoe Deschanel's body. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, you went darker. Yeah. The phone rings. It says okay, Joey. Okay, we're watching TV here. We're watching <laughs> we TV here. We zoom in here. on the phone mm-hmm. that says Joey and then we <gasps> iris out. We're watching TV here, and the camera pulls back. This show that looks like no show on TV? And it turns <laughs> out Nothing looks we're like back that. in the model house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? We're living in a simulation, bro. It's like dogs. that movie the, with Matthew McConaughey. What was that movie called? Oh, Serenity. Serenity. Oh, yeah. Oh, God in heaven. This is a fishing video game? What? (laughs) And why did this only happen on the East Coast? Because the American public hates New Yorkers. M. Night Shyamalan knew that. And if a couple of New Yorkers die, well, that's not going to stop the film in its track. But isn't most of the movie in in Pennsylvania? Philly, yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's a local boy. He shoots everything there. Now, at this point, if we've seen some horror Ugh. films, not that this is a horror film. It's Joey's baby. Aren't, aren't <laughs> He's we malignant. Waiting, aren't we waiting for one more scare? Or is the fact that Manic Pixie Dream Girl is pregnant, is that the final scare? Well, it's very strange because we're like, now they're a family. They already have a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've already completed the family it doesn't unit. Count. Yeah. Doesn't I don't count. know. I, I think if there's no one more scare, maybe, unless you count the it's epilogue. It's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Unless you count the epilogue. I think it's, he's just a... She just it, read the script. 
He's just an inherently schmaltzy, sentimental filmmaker. Yeah, and certainly this bears that out. Because this this looks like a perfume commercial. (laughs) Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's pregnant. (laughs) Say yes. Yes. To Martini and Rossi. Maybe it's Wabasi. No, I'm skipping to to Asti. I told you I never miss, bro. Any product. Are you going to be pregnant for 500 days? <laughs> hey, Alma, I just found out they're opening a vape store in the neighborhood. <laughs> Did you DVR bones? <laughs> <laughs> credits, credits, no, credits, no, credits, no, credits, no, credits, credits, credits. Oh, what? so close. Because M. Night knows there's nothing scarier than French people walking back. It should be a French Allison Fallen. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, mon ami, did you divvy our bones? <laughs> I wish I knew the word for bones in French. Curse you, high school French, for not teaching me anything. I do like that the dialogue that they have is basically like what you would read in a textbook in like a high school high school foreign language class, where it's just like, did you Where's repair the, the bicycle? Where? What time is Claudia's party? That frightened me. Bicycle? My yeah. name is Lola. Hola, Lola. Bicycle. Oh no! <laughs> oh, Zoot There is a happening! It's a happening! It is the wind! We're setting up a French sequence! <laughs> I bet I race to Chef Gusto's! Tell everyone! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Such yeah. a genuine reaction. If someone had told me like, weeks ago. If someone had told me weeks ago, you're going to watch The Happening twice in 24 <laughs> hours, I would have laughed. I watched it twice in 12 yeah. hours. So, okay, everybody thinks this is like the career bottom for him, or a lot of people do. No, it's not. What would you say are worst M. Night Shyamalan movies on The Happening? Last Airbender, I think, is worse. That's the only one I haven't seen, but I would say, like, uh, what else? There was a, After Earth is worse than this, I think. I'm not a fan of anything after Unbreakable. Okay. Oh, and I still remember when Jan and I went to see The Village, which there are plenty of apologists for. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's The, the Village is the worst Twilight Zone episode ever. It's like... But it is not the worst M. Night Shyamalan. It's like Rod Serling went to, one of his, uh, went to one of his assistants. Would you like to write a Twilight Zone episode? <laughs> the Village is one of my favorite movie-going experiences because it's like watching a career crater in real time because <laughs> it was opening night. It was in, like, one of those big theaters at AMC. And how did the audience... And, react? like, no, but, like... He had them eating out of the palm of his hand for like an hour. And oh, then yeah. when that twist shows, oh, yeah. you could hear like people audibly going, shit. And mm. then like at the end of the movie, it's one of the two movies I've ever been to where people just started booing. <clears throat> oh, like, wow. After- what was oh, the other one? Gosh. The Ring 2. The Ring 2. Is, I never saw wow. The Ring 2. That, yeah. is, that is the worst mm. lesson yeah. that Shyamalan learned from The Sixth Sense. Not everything needs a twist. Right. Jesus. That's... And he figured that out after the yeah. village. He kind of course corrected that part. Do you think this movie would have been better with a twist? If the twist had been that there was maybe entertainment in the ha- in the second half? Or like the twist was that there's like a good wind now. <laughs> and the good wind. Glinda the good no, wind. Try, try me on yeah. this. 
after the fade out, the instead of the Paris sequence, we go to some foreign country and there's a bunch of terrorists. We have learned how to control the wind. <laughs> it's so it, right, it turns out to be terrorists. I'm going to control the weather. <laughs> Shay, you're the man now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought you were doing Sean Connery. I was. Oh, no, I thought you were doing Bane. (laughs) Why don't we go out there and win this battle? (laughs) Well, if you're still with us... Thank you. Congratulations. We tricked you into watching. Happy Scary Movie Month. It's it's Scary Movie Month, and there's so many things happening, because a lot of us felt that that we got rooked out of uh, Halloween last year, so this... Scary movie month is going to be a lot better. Ooh, Wahlberg had a private chef. What's more? Paul Wahlberg. It was one of the Wahlbergers. He he made me a Did you make me my Thanksgiving burger, bro? My bro made me a burger. You know I need protein before I shoot with that knife. (laughs) That's got to be in my contract. I got to get my protein before my prayer time in my cryo. (laughs) Um, More entertaining to do a commentary, this or Veronica? Ty. Veronica. Really? Yeah. Okay, wow. I don't know. This was fun, though. This was fun. Yeah, no, I had a good time. Yeah. But I had a good time even watching Ooh. it by myself because it is check this out. Really they actually funny. went to Paris. Do well, you yeah. honestly think No, no, no. Do you honestly think what we see of Paris could yeah. not have been done on a back lot anywhere? We no. see we see no. a park and a building. No. We see M. a night Paris was park. Full of riding things. high and had fox money. Yeah, this is this is someone uh, Insisting on nonsense. I forgot about the part where Wahlberg starts singing Blackwater to yeah. prove that he's normal. Right, yeah. which makes no sense. Oh, Blackwater, keep on turning. Got that sweet, sweet happening money there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He sang it just long enough for it not to count under fair use. There are two columns written at F this movie about the happening. One, you did a take two on it. That's right. And then I wrote this completely up my ass article in 2013 where I was saying that it was intentional and this was like M. Night Shyamalan acting out because he was upset by the reaction to the village and Lady in the Water. And I don't be- and I reread it and it's bullshit. I don't believe any of it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the type of thing where in the first year of writing you're like, I figured it out. <laughs> Blinding I've Edge smarted them all. Yeah. <laughs> the Blinding Edge Pictures logo features a swimmer who's jumping into an empty pool. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this on a Blu-ray, you will see the Deluxe Digital Studios icon. Most of you are probably watching this on HBO Max. Yes. Where Which, the credits long ended in favor of a promotion for something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Now the menu of the DVD is the scariest <laughs> thing one can imagine. People in a park standing still. Construction and... workers should start falling into the frame. Mm-hmm. And they should like hit like the special features button if you're on there for too long. What's the menu where like the little ants start crawling across? The mummy? Maybe. Are they and like the scarabs? Scarab? The best DVD Hi. menu is uh, House of a Thousand Corpses where Sid Haig starts yelling at you if you take too long. It's awesome and it's not reproduced on the Blu-ray. No. So I got rid of my DVD and now I don't have it anymore. Mm. I can loan you the DVD. Just so I can have Sid Haig yell at me, rest in peace. They have um, <laughs> they have that DVD at Half Price Books usually. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I will make a, a case again for the greatest thing on physical media ever. Being that original laserdisc 
and later it was ported over to DVD and Blu-ray, of that we've seen a thousand horrible public domain copies of Night of the Living Dead. So that one company started with the worst yeah. print of Night of the Living Dead. And you're Elite like, Entertainment. I paid, I paid $90 for this. And you're watching it, and then it explodes. And we see the logo, and then it starts again, and it looks like it was filmed yesterday. Mm -hmm. Way to go. I literally almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I spent $90 back when $90 meant something, and it took... Does it, it not getting, anymore? It yeah. Kept, it uh, kept... Luke, not really. Luke. It was worth more back then. Luke. Then it no, kept getting Luke. delayed. It kept getting delayed, so you had to wait and wait and wait. And then you put it in the player. Oh, that, that yeah. was a very good practical joke. Mm -hmm. You're a good boy. Thank you guys very much for listening. Happy Scary Movie Month. Thank you guys for doing this commentary. It was super fun. Yeah. Happy Remember, scary they movie call month. the wind Mariah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.